Well, it's five o'clock, so let's go ahead and call this meeting to order. Jamie, you can go ahead and do roll call. Brenny? Yes, here. Bernie? Here. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Here. McGinty? Here. Any conflict of interest? Not me. Not me. No. <coughs> if none, we'll move on to three, the consent agenda. We need to approve A through D, and claims total is one. $188,528.08. Do we have, have copies of claims? I didn't, I didn't. I sent it to you. I can resend it to you. I, I have them. I'm looking at it right now. Of course, I sent it to it in there. I just have a group. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't get them. Second to approve A through D. Any questions? Discussion? If none, Jamie, call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. One of the projects, the airport runway lighting project. A1 is the consideration of approving. Delphi drawdown number eight, an amount of $33,600.41, and Delphi drive drawdown number nine, an amount of $31,383.04. Did you give Yeah, she has it on her memo. It's project complete. So there's a few documents I'm, I've got to sign and send back to her. She'll be done. And this is the amount that's getting resubmitted for the grant, right? Mm -hmm. The one is thirty-one thousand three eighty three oh four, and then we wait to find out. Right, yeah, but I think that it, it sounds like we're going to get it. So. Well, even if we don't, you said it was only a couple thousand, right? Yeah, and then the airport commission's going to pay out of their allotment anyway. Well, I'm going to approve a motion to approve drawdown number eight at thirty-three thousand six hundred and forty-one, and the drawdown number nine. Uh, $31,383.04. I'll second that. Okay, motion and second to approve. Any other discussion, <laughs> questions? If none, Jamie, call for a vote. Brenning? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Line two is a consideration of approving Van Manen's electric bill in the amount of $27,820.07. I'll also move as read by the mayor. I'll second. We got a motion and a second. Any discussion on that? This is all with the airport, isn't it? Yes, it's mm -hmm. all. This is the last one. Nothing else? Call for a vote. Bernie? Yes. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. You called that, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Move on to three, which one through five here, they're all airport project billing is what it is. Line three is a consideration of approving Van Manning's electric bill in the amount of $12,000 even. I move to approve Van Manning's electric bill in the amount of $12,000. Second. Got a motion and a second to approve. Any discussion? None. You can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Line four is a consideration of approving Olson Associates bill in the amount of $25,111.53. I'll make a motion to, motion, motion to approve oh, Olson and Associates bill as read by the mayor. Got a motion and a second by Tom. Any discussion <coughs> on that? None. Jamie, you can call for a vote. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Bernie? Yes. Burning? Yes. Line five on the project is consideration of approving sex the airport commission's bill in the amount of fifty-one dollars and eighty-five cents. So this is just for shipping? Mm -hmm. Is that part of the grant or is that yep. okay. I also move to approve that uh, bill in the amount of fifty-one eighty-five. Second. The motion is second. Any discussion? If none, Jamie, call for a vote. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Bruny? Yes. Next, we move on to now is the time. If there's any citizens here, they have the opportunity to address the council on items that are not on the agenda tonight. If anybody's here, you can come up. Hi, I'm Norm Lumen. I live at uh, 514 South 10th Street. If you don't mind, I'm going to sit down. I have a little trouble standing. Um, I wanted to, do, to bring up the topic of some of these uh, abandoned and nuisance houses that we have around. Uh, there's a kind of list that this is, was published in the paper many years ago, a whole, whole bunch of them. And I think most of them are still standing and uh, still vacant and still ugly, including the one right next to me. That's the one that I'm most concerned about is 510 South 10th Street. It's been empty for about 15 years or going on that. You, some of you may remember this as the cat house that had all the cats in it. Well, the inside of it was totally destroyed. And hopefully, we thought we were going to have the outside of it destroyed in August when a tree came down on it. Unfortunately, it didn't do a lot of damage, but it sat there for two months. They finally got it out. Uh, thank you, Jamie, for getting it out last week. Um, the garage roof is totally gone. It's an eyesore. Now, it's got, if anybody wants to see the pictures of it, I've got them. They're, it's got uh, vinyl siding on it. Doesn't look too bad on the outside, but the inside's a wreck. I've been in it. It's been a number of years ago. Um, I don't think it's going to be rehabitable by anybody. I mean, it would take probably forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Everything inside us is junk. I tried to buy it on the tax sale last uh, June. Unfortunately, there were five other bidders, and when there were five people, you all, all have to bid the same amount, and I don't even know how that works. Anyway, the computer goes eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and I wasn't moe and didn't get it. So I don't know what to do, but it... The, it's, it's getting to be an eyesore. Um, the grass grows up. Uh, the city mows it once in a while when it gets over a foot tall, I guess. But 
it's an eyesore, and this we hear all the talk about. We want to make the, sound, the town more beautiful and attractive, and a better place to live and, and work and businesses come here. Yet we've got all these properties that are sitting empty, uh, vacant. I don't know what's what's going on with them. I know there's a budget issue. You can't just go in and you know demolish them all, but. I've just brought this up a couple of different times. Scott with you about three years ago, and you checked into it and said, well, they're still paying taxes. We can't do anything about it. Um, and then Jamie, when I showed you the pictures of the tree falling down, you thought maybe we could do something with it. You were going to do some follow-up. I never heard back whether there was any action ever taken on it. I'm willing to buy the property uh, to reimburse the city for the cost of you know, whatever it takes to take it down. The rest of the, the neighbors around feel the same way. We just like the darn thing gone because it's an eyesore and it's uh, not helping anybody. Now, if it's because you're getting money from the taxes, well, it's, I guess I can see where your logic is on that. But we, I think we home, home, homeowners have some rights, too. I realize the property owners have certain rights. You can't just stomp on them. But what about us? We have to live next to these things. And I'm not talking about just this one. There's a lot of them in a lot worse shape around. I would just like to bring that to your attention and see if there's anything that you can do to help ameliorate this problem. Like I said, I've, you've got a will, willing buyer right here. I'll buy it if you will condemn it and get it, get, get it off the... and it'll get torn down then too. So that's all I wanted to say. If you have any questions, I... We're working on quite a few of them, actually. We got <clears throat> well, on this on this specific house, the problem, you know, like Norm was saying, is there was a tree that fell on top of it, and I thought, well, if that tree falls on top of it and it would have punctured a hole through the roof, then I had per I had I had cause to serve them to to uh, abate that nuisance, and if it wasn't abated, then the city could um, go after the property under Iowa code and take the property. Um, once we got the tree cleaned up, there there wasn't a hole in it. Unfortunately, I guess, um, but there was no hole in it. And the problem we run into, in order, this all has to go to the court system, and I have to provide all this evidence to the judge that shows the house is dilapidated on the exterior. And I don't have enough photographic evidence of anything on the exterior um, to uh, to do a 657A judgment with the courts um, and I'm not allowed to take photos inside the house without a warrant um, and that's kind of the spot we're at on that specific property have you applied asked for a warrant um, I gotta have probable cause and I gotta figure out what the cause I have to you know what's the cause to, to enter it that's the problem I'm doing one right now on another property that I do have cause on but uh, this this specific property next to you is just a it's a difficult property because it doesn't look terrible on the outside, but yes, it does on the inside. Um, but <clears throat> I can't take photos inside the window because that's entering onto their property, and I don't have permission. Um, so it's it's a it's a spot that until unfortunately the Iowa Code is written in a way that unless I can see stuff on the exterior that's causing issues that could um, devalue the property of the neighbors, the, the judge isn't going to grant us any. Um, Judgment towards well, all you got to do is look at the, the garage roof and see it's completely caved in. Yeah, you don't have to be the, on the property to take a the, picture of that. The law, the law only only addresses the the residents. Exterior structures, it does not address. They don't 
really necessarily care about that. That we can serve that garage to be fixed, and if they don't do that, the city can remedy, re remedy the garage itself, but it still doesn't address the house. Is that considered a danger building then in that case, with the garage itself? The garage would just be a, it's a blight on the community as it would be served yeah. as. Um, when you said any, mini mighty Mo got it, is there any chance Mo wants to do something with it? I don't know who it is. That's all, it's all blind. Know. You don't know who it is. Maybe the, the, the treasurer knows. The owner is out of California, and she never answers our mail or requests or try to, when we try to get in contact with her. She she's kind of just doesn't. Well, to my understanding was it was in in her name because the guy they owned that was living there, Don Harris, who probably some of you probably remember, <coughs> passed away a couple of years ago. It, it was in it. It was in her name because he had so many people after him out in California. That was a way of keeping it. Uh, getting a hold of the house, but he passed away, died two, two and a half years ago. There was a trust set up for his eldest or youngest son that the house was in, and this woman is his former wife, who is an attorney. She was managing the trust and drawing fees off of the trust. That's why she never wanted to sell it, because she was getting money off of it. Well, now that the, the child is 21 and uh, Don is dead, there's no, she has no interest in it anymore. She hasn't paid taxes on it. And uh, a couple of neighbors years ago had tried to, to made an offer to buy it, and she wouldn't even consider selling it then. But now she's going, she's gone tax delinquent. You know, she has no interest in it. It isn't going to get better, folks. It's just going to go downhill from here, and taxes are going to pile up on it, and, and then nobody's going to want it. It's, you know, if that's the way you want to deal with it, but um, you know, that's that's not a very Efficient way to to deal with delinquent properties, in my estimation. But I could say since I've been here, we've we've removed the house on Third and Leonard Street. We removed the house on Thirteenth and Main Street. We removed the house on uh, Hobbs Street. That was Kenny Marshall's house. Uh, the house was served and removed. That was next to the Farber uh, uh, Farber Audubon's. Um, yeah. So we've in. Short time I've been here, we've gotten rid of five houses. Plus I'm in the process of two right now to get rid of. It's in court, so it's not like to the store we, we are dealing with the, the worst of worst houses. Just the problem is it's gone so long before planning and zoning started really kicking in, and Jamie came that there's so many of them now that it does take time to get rid of them. Well, well I know, but and I, some of them sadly are occupied. Well, I know. This is not been. It's it's been empty for 15 years. And okay, I'm a little confused. So, so the back taxes. I mean, I'm just looking at the Beacon site right now. Yeah. The taxes are paid. That was paid up until for the September of this year. Yeah, but because that was what went up in the tax sale. Four thousand dollars of back taxes. Okay. Now, I don't know. You know how this thing works, but. The, the only way you can bid on this is everybody has to bid the amount of the taxes and assessments. You don't, you can't bid up and down. Now, when if you have five five people all bidding for the same thing, the computer chooses one. The only other way you can do it is to what they call bid down on the percentage of ownership. If I would have said I will take it for four thousand dollars and take only a sixty percent interest in the property, I might have been able to get that way, but what am I going to do with 60% with interest? It's a stupid, stupid way of doing business, but that's the way the state's got it set up. Okay. And these, and the other five bidders that were on there, they're the same five that bid on most properties in the, in the city, in the county. And if, in case you don't know how this works, is 
they are allowed to charge 2% per month interest. So these are investors that come in from all over the country and bid on all these houses because most uh, people that are delinquent will eventually catch up and pay it. So these guys make 24% interest yearly on delinquent taxes. That's a pretty darn good return for your money. So that's what's happening here. <coughs> They're all being bought up by these investors and the local people are shut out of it. You can't do anything about that. That's the way the state set it up. I'm just saying I'm very frustrated with it. You know, maybe it's a good reason to move out of this town if they can't even you know, make it, make the place livable. None of the rest of you would stand for this of this next to your house. I know you wouldn't. I have some next to mine, Norm. I have one next to mine. There's only so much you can do, though. But I'm offering to reimburse you for it if you will do it. The rest of the law has to let us do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Started. I don't think any of us are against that. No, we'd, we'd tear down what? In a heartbeat, we would do it. Yeah, and it costs the city money, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But if you're willing to work with us, I would say most of the council, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm guessing if you're willing to work with us, a lot of us would be able to willing to do it if our hands weren't tied. And there's a process that you have to go through. I've gone in there and taken pictures trying to find anything that I could use to serve that property, and I just don't have the, I don't have the evidence to support taking us to court. Are there animals going in and out of it? I would take it now. The judge would just laugh it out to the court if I took it there. Terrible. It is it's sad. The, the only other thing really I can is. think of possibly, and it's kind of an obscure law we've never used before, is there's a way for the city to purchase the taxes. If it does go up to tax if it goes to tax sale again, there's a way for the city can, that can purchase the taxes and expedite things, but I'd have to but you still have a two-year waiting period for them yeah. to, to the order to redeem. Well, we can expedite it to six months as a city. Um, but it's, it's an odd process, and I'd have to get with an attorney to find out how to do it. Okay, well, I just wanted to make you aware of the situation and hope there's something you could do for us. And I think I'd speak for other people that are in the same situation. Thank so. you for... Thank, thank you for hearing me out. Thanks, Norm. Yep. Anybody else tonight, citizens? Then we'll move on to miscellaneous. A is the consideration of appointing Bruce Perry to the SAC Economic and Tourism Development Board. I'll make a motion to appoint Bruce to the SAC Economic and Tourism Development Board. I'll second Get a motion and a second. Any discussion? Yeah, I, I think that's... A good idea, Bruce is on the uh, uh, Site Development Corporation. I think the two kind of will marry together well, and we're going to exchange information there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, Bruce, I'm glad you're willing to take that on. Uh, yeah. I think the way this actually works is the SETD votes on someone, and then the, the council has to approve their recommendation. I was asked if I were willing to do it, and they thought a bit. I thought, but I do think it's an important thing that we need to have representation on. Anything further? If not, Jamie, can call for a vote. Perry? Abstain. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Move on to B, the consideration of resolution number 2021-24, entitled A Resolution of Support and Financial Commitment for the Main Street Program in Sac City. One we 
renewal. Yep, it's only every year. Um, I don't know if they have any questions for one. One question I guess I have um, looking at the Main Street Program Continuation Agreement, I'm looking on page two, item eight, letter A. Um, it says this resolution must describe sources and amounts of funding for the program. I don't see any amounts in the resolution. Because the, the amounts aren't determined until we pass the uh, community requests. Those are the amounts that they get. Uh, so it's, it's determined on whatever the council gives them. There's no set amount for that. And we wouldn't know that amount until January. At least. What was last year's amount? I don't know. I'd have to pull it up on the computer. Ballpark. Um, I mean, ten thousand seven hundred. Ten thousand. It sounds about right. Plus, we provide the building for them rent free. <coughs> whatever the rent value of that building would be, probably another three thousand anyway. I would guess it's on top of that. <coughs> and I would say that would be a conservative estimate. Thank you. I would move passes of Revised Resolution 2021-24 of support and financial commitment for the Main Street Program in Sac City, Iowa. I'll second it. Motion is second. Any further discussion? If nothing, Jamie, you can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brandy? Yes. Bruning? Yes. <coughs> Perry? Yes. We want to see the consideration of authorizing the city administrator to sign a contract with JEO to conduct a feasibility study on determining if Sexy Water Department is capable of supplying the city of Linton with water. Um, city of Linton passed at their last council meeting uh, a motion to, to pay for half the cost of this uh, feasibility study. It's quoted at eight thousand seven hundred and fifty, so they'll they'll be paying half of that, and then half of anything if there's any additional fees, which there shouldn't be incurred. They also pay for half of that. But if you look at page uh, exhibit A there, um, under the uh, project description, that kind of just tells you all the items that they'll be uh, looking at in this feasibility study. So basically, we're just trying to determine if it's even possible for us to supply Litton with their water need and if so we need to determine how much water they have to purchase in order to break even at least for us um, so we don't lose money on it um, and kind of get an estimate for our costs so we have an idea to apply for when we do does come time to apply for apply for grants um, for this project um, we have a good idea they're wanting to supply the whole town so there's there's two options there um one could be to supply the entire town, or supply 100% of the water, and the other is uh, they would mix the water with their own water. Um, the problem that Litton's main problem right now is the their chloride levels are too high for the wastewater system um, because over there they have, every house has water softeners in it, so 
uh, early's run into this problem too. We don't we have light wine softener water, so we don't have that problem. But uh, since they use um, the sodium to soften our water, it goes in the wastewater system. It's incre it's it's caused the chlorides over there to go too high to meet the DNR requirements. So they have to mitigate that some way, and so they want to research the possibility if they mixed or bought water from Sac City if they could fix that issue, and that's part of this study as well. That water is terrible. <coughs> yeah. Well, and they need to, they've got a, um, um, that rendering plant over there too, they need to supply quite a bit of water too, so this would also guarantee their supply a little bit more. We are capable of furnishing the water. Yeah. Yeah, we're capable of it, it's just whatever, we have to know what's going to cost us to yeah, out right. there. So. It would be a great, it would be a great way for us to make sure that our water plant remains fiscally viable to you know, increase income because we'd be selling more product. I think that'd be a great thing to do. Um, well, and I think rural communities need to realize the future. The future in water supply is regionalization. Um, every city's not going to be able to continue to have their own water plants. When you got a water plant here that can almost supply three or four cities in the entire county. You should use that asset instead of building other plants that cost the city taxpayers more money. You know, it helps everybody in the long run to regionalize. And it's, when I was in Kentucky, that's what we spent a, my, I spent a lot of my time working on is getting these uh, agreements together to uh, get these cities more regionalized and using one water source instead of multiple. My only concern with it is our plant is getting up there in age too. Mm -hmm. If you start supplying water for other towns, but it generates more income. We would, I get that. I get we, that. We, then we, we better start the fixing it oh, yeah. before you do that. It won't get. Yeah, we wouldn't. The agreement will never happen if the the what the plant is fixed before um, any agreement ever happens with Lytton. Actually, it'd probably be part of an overall project. Uh, and also, I know Greg's going to be talking about it too. But uh, the COVID funds, three hundred and eight thousand dollars, have to be used towards. Uh, Public utilities. Um, so we have, by next by next April, we kind of need to have a well, pretty much required by the federal government to have a earmark for that that money, and it'll probably have to be earmarked towards uh, most likely towards the water system. I would say for forty three hundred and seventy five dollars, this is a good investment in finding out what the vi viability is, and I would. Um, Move to authorize the city administrator to sign a contract with JEO, understanding that half of that fund is going to be paid for by the city of Lytton. I'll second it. A motion is second to approve. Any further discussion? Questions? None. Same meeting. Call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brandy? Yes. Burning? Yes. Siri? Yes. Move on to council forum. So I'm gonna got street lights are gonna be stood up tomorrow. Are the light light part in? The light lights aren't here. The head won't be here till the, for the end of the first week of December. The so you'll see the poles up, but you won't see the lights. They'll put them up as soon as they're here. Sac City is going to be hosting the uh, county league meeting for the Christmas party in December. Um, so I'll probably be hitting council members up for a donation for the au auction item. 
Um, I think it's December 8th. I can't remember. Is that Thursday? Mm -hmm. First Thursday, I think. Yeah, I think they're finishing up the 4-H circles. You guys probably seen some of that stuff sitting down there. Putting some yeah, artwork in the middle of it. Artwork's cool. Yeah. That's cool. nice. They've been done for quite some time. They just spent them. Ernie was having a hard time deciding to paint them black or silver. But they look nice. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Good. If there's anything else going on. Sac County League is seventeenth, <coughs> and Northwest Tribal League is the eighteenth. Seventeenth in Auburn, isn't it? It's in Auburn. It'll be the new restaurant there. The program is on uh, <coughs> community foundations. The Northwest Tribal League is the following night in Hinton, I believe. Okay. The are you talking about the Iowa League uh, Municipal Education? No. No. Okay. Um, and anybody who's interested, the first uh, first session of Municipal Leadership Academy for either current or newly elected officials, there are about seven dates that those do happen. You know, you've got some information there, I believe, Jamie. I got, to, I got it in my office. Yeah. It's, Is it um, the 9th or something? Like the, that? There's one in Cherokee on the 9th. Yeah. I think it's from 4 to 8 or something like that. I was going to talk to Bob about that, too, because basically what it does is goes over the do's and don'ts of being a council member and there's certain laws you got to follow. And, meeting requirements and all that. It goes, uh, Mickey Shields are probably one that's there usually and then go over what that entails and, and some of the rules and processes of councils. So, so like so. budgeting 101, mm -hmm. open meetings 101, that kind of stuff. The other cool thing about that one is anybody who attends gets a elected officials municipal book, which is probably about that thick that has, has a lot. If you want, oh, here's a form for something, it's probably there. You don't have to reinvent wheels, so this is pretty good to do that. Okay. Can we take, let's say, just one class, or do you have to take the whole? You can take You can take any or all. Okay. There's a couple virtual options, too, for part two. Part two and part three, I believe, yeah. are virtual. Well, one, one, of, one of the things I was thinking about doing, and Mickey brought this up when, I was, when we were at the budget meeting, I was talking to him, the... Uh, the, the virtual ones are there, and you don't have to necessarily be. You can watch them on your own time. And one of his suggestions, and some councils do it, is just schedule a work session, and we can play the videos on the television and go and just do that as a work session a couple times. I, I think that would be a good idea. And, you know, even being on council for a while, I think it's a good review for... All of us that have either taken the academies or those of us that haven't, you know, I think it would be a good uh, a good work session for that. So I think that's a great idea. So, so for registration for those, we just visit with you about it then? Yeah, if you have anybody's interested, come in with your register. Okay. I can give you the handout too. I've got it. Okay. Or is it on the league's website? It's on the league's website. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just go to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's one in Atlantic, one in Mason City, one in Cherokee on the 9th, Cedar Rapids on the 11th, a virtual summit, but that's happening on the 16th. But that one, they suggest that you probably actually do it like a Zoom meeting so you can participate in it rather than just watch it. And one in Ankeny on December 18th. 
I believe they run from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock. <clears throat> Motion to adjourn. Second. Got a motion and a second. Nothing else. We need to call for a vote. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruni? Yes.